All right, guys. Uh, welcome back to another episode of a uh, hundred books here with Kevin. Uh, we haven't talked about books for a while. <laughs> We've been diving into this whole thing of uh, plasticity. Uh, we used the last couple of times to kind of like set up the foundation for today, right? Um, just a quick review. Um, when you are first born, right, at age zero to twenty-five, um, you are a you are a plasticity machine. So what we mean by that is, okay, um, there's a thing called one-trial learning, right? Boom, you experience something. If you're young, your brain is changed forever. But after 25, we kind of touched on this a couple of days ago, we really need to have a specific set of protocol or attention techniques to activate um, plasticity. Like, that's why... Um, I want to do this podcast because you know I'm I'm 24, right? I'm I'm at the tail end of my plasticity uh, machine age, so I I want to know how should we gain or learn the mechanism for still achieving plasticity whenever we are older, right? So, a couple of things I want to set up right before we dive right into what actually triggers. Um, the plasticity. One I want to set up is movement, and then the other one I want to set uh, the foundation for is the neural mapping of our brain. So let's talk about movement. Why are we talking about movement in plasticity? Because it is a quote unquote a, a, like a trigger down the line. Uh, this is a physical trigger. So movement is really controlled by two types of neurons. One is, uh, is what we call the lower motor neuron. The second one is what we call the upper motor neuron. So lower motor neuron, you can think about it as something a little bit more involuntary. Um, you have the axons from the uh, neural systems plug into your muscles. And then when people say a muscle memory, that's actually false. We don't have muscle memory like at all. Um, muscles are dumb, right? So you, you are need to rely on this lower motor neurons to move your muscles, relax this or contract it. Now, the upper motor neurons are for deliberate action, which will come in play later. Um, let's say tying your shoes, right? Uh, I remember when I was tying, learning how to, how, to, how to tie my shoes, in the beginning, it was very, very hard, right? So we're actually, let's say, making a cup of coffee, right? Let's, uh, let's say for me, flossing. They're all upper motor neuron uh, actions or uh, procedures. Now, how can movement be utilized within the realm of neuroplasticity? Um, the answer is really adaptive, uh, 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 adaptive changes. So let's touch on the layers of consciousness in the brain. So we are really, okay, so the origin of the plasticity, right? Let's put it that way. It starts with different maps of perception of our world. In, uh, uh, in our brain. It's a custom map, right? Like Kevin's map is different than Bob's map. Bob's map is uh, different than uh, Haley's map, right? So um, we have different layers of the visual perception or the perception in general mapping in, uh, in our brain, right? We have the visual map. We have the uh, auditory map. We have the motor map, right? How to control our, our movement, right? If somebody say, hey, Kevin, right? Uh, on the street, I turn to him or her, or they, whatever. Um, so that is a synchromen of my motor map of representation and also my auditory map. 
So you guys see what I'm going at here? So we have different layers of maps triggered as a visual, audio, motor, auditory, touching representation of the world. And whenever something change and whenever something is wrong, it triggers plasticity. Okay? All right, now here's a big thing that we're gonna touch on. What actually, uh, you know, activate plasticity when you're after 25? In a nutshell, errors. Errors will single will signal neuroplasticity. Um, there is this quick experiment I just want to describe to you guys. It's actually really, really uh, interesting. So the study per, uh, participant they are asked to wear this uh, prism glasses, right? So they will ship everything fifteen degrees away from the actual uh, object. Let's say there is a ball right in front of them, right? Without the prism glasses, you can touch it, like not a problem, pretty straightforward. After you're wearing the uh, prism glasses, your vision within that 15 degree uh, prism glasses is being shipped, let's say, to the right 15 degrees. So whenever you are reaching that ball, you miss because you're actually, your motor, uh, uh, your motor map of the world is deviating from the actual ball's location, right? So they are trying to get young people trying to adjust their motor map. They can do it within the next one or two days. That's actually remarkable. Older people might never get it, <laughs> right? So, so the, re the result is, is that they found that making errors continuously initiate plasticity. Let me repeat that making errors, making mistakes continuously sparks plasticity. So here's how it actually works, right? So when we make mistakes, when we make errors, the neural system is releasing the two chemicals that we talk about, acetylcholine and epinephrine, right? And what that do is that forces your brain into a plasticity loop where they're like, we have to change something, right? Like the, the the changing in plasticity, they have to happen. And then the nervous system start making changes and in the process, it will produce do uh, dopamine to make us feel better. And then we achieve plasticity. Let me repeat that one more time. When we make errors, our nervous system release uh, neuromodulator that we talked about yesterday or two days ago, uh, epinephrine, right, for alertness and then acetylcholine. Now, those two, once your brain secrete those two together, that is a 100% biological signal for plasticity. So the brain is like, I better change. So they start to make it, uh, making changes. And then during the process of making changes, the brain will, will um, secrete dopamine and make you feel good. And then boom, it finishes the job. So what we're gonna focus is we're going to focus on the start of plasticity after making errors, how long should it be, right? So if you try something and then you, it's hard and then you quit right away, there's no plasticity for you after 25, right? So we're looking for that, like how should we get that uh, neuroplasticity process started and how should we make sure that it get to the final results? So, 
how should we do it? It's actually really, really, really um, simple if you think about it. Um, trying to utilize, you know, a smaller improvement and then have them amount to large improvement. Uh, maybe break down the information into a smaller chunk of information or a smaller learning sessions because the adult plasticity process, they really start and then we need to recognize that there are mistakes to be made, like we need to accept that and then we actually make those mistakes and we get frustrated, we push a bit further, boom, plasticity. Let me, re let me repeat that one more time. It's very Im uh, important. Whenever we, you, we start doing something, we need to know there are mistakes that for us to make. We need to accept that. And we'll actually make those mistakes and we're going to get frustrated, but don't quit, keep going. We're going to push a little bit further and then the plasticity will happen. Now, the magic number here is between 7 to 30 minutes from frustrated and then push it a bit harder. I I think that number is kind of arbitrary, but it's just give you a sense how long of a time that you're going to do. For example, let's say I am trying to dance, right? I'm a bad dancer. I don't know how to dance, whatever. Let's say when I'm learning how, how to dance, I might get frustrated, right? But the neuroplasticity happens 30, uh, 7 to 30 minutes after I feel frustrated. Kind of like a rule of thumb. So, in a sense, that neuroplasticity uh, is really being initiated whenever we are geared to something to, to do something more specific as a learning objective, and also has a, st a good state of mind as well. Right? We we talk about sleep yesterday. We talk about attention. We talk about alertness yesterday. But you really need to be in the state of mind, accepting I'm gonna make mistakes today. I'm okay with it to get to the neuroplasticity. So in the beginning, right, Andrew uh, recommend that we are just uh, focused on one error only. Just change one thing, get error, get error, get error. Uh, you know, I frustrate it, try it for 30 minutes more, boom, plasticity, right? So it's really a little bit of a kind of a chasing game in a sense I do not give up. Now, is it possible to kind of like get a plasticity in adults from a larger increment, right? Because we talk about it, right? Like we need to start, we need to start small. We need to focus on one area at a time. Is it possible for the adult to achieve larger scale or large improvement of, of plasticity? Andrew said it's possible, but depend on the need for the plasticity. If your will is very, very good, like let's say you you need to do this to survive. Let's say you need to do this to eat. Let's say you need to do this to pay the bills, then your brain will kick into a higher gear for plasticity, then you're able to make larger strides in learning and achieving plasticity. Okay, so just to recap, I know we cover a lot of stuff uh, today. Uh, we talk about movement, right? Same thing with movement, right? We need to be able to train the upper motor neuron and for delivery action. And then we talk about the layers of maps, right? So we need to make sure that everything is in sync. And then because we need to sync up motor, visual, auditory map of the brain, we need to make errors. Now, for the errors, very, very simple. 
trying to do something new, trying to learn something, know you're going to make a ton of mistakes, go make that mistakes, start to feel frustrated, you wanted to quit, push for a, like a bit further, 30 minutes roughly, and then boom, plasticity. And then you want to do it in, a, in the a smaller chunks, and then you want to make sure that you are uh, having like a learner's attitude not to quit too early. And do adults have like, a, can make a large improvement in plasticity? They can, they just need a bigger need. Like they need to have a reason for that. And they need to have a why for that or else they're not gonna do it. Okay, that was the podcast for today. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I think we cover everything in great details. If you like this podcast, uh, give us a thumbs up, share, you know, leave a review, five stars, and then we'll go from there. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Have a good day.